guys and welcome to the Golda podcast. My name is Nidal Golda and yes, you've already guessed it. I am your host and today with me I have an amazing guest. Uh, so I'll just let him introduce himself and then we can, you know, jump into whatever we're going to talk about. Uh, hello guys. Yeah, my name is Adam, Adam Bolnial. Yeah, I'm the guest for today. Um, so today, guys, we'll be talking about something that's a little bit sensitive. Uh, I know some of you don't like, you know, listening to such things, but I feel like, you know, some things have to be tackled at sometimes in life. So we'll be talking about, you know, refugees in Kenya and IDPs that's like back home in South Sudan. And like mostly it's the challenges that's really facing them, like negative and positive, but we'll tackle the negatives on like mostly. So why don't we just start talking instead of me talking a lot you know because <laughs> yeah so mm-hmm. mm, so basically we are going to talk uh first about the idps yeah internally displaced uh, persons or people uh, specifically in the south sudan region yeah yeah uh you know we can say in the UN Charter, I don't know, whatever they do, the, I, I mean, the treaties that were signed before by the mm. United Nations. Yeah, it is the responsibility yeah, of a sovereign state to protect its citizens. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, uh, let's say, you know, having a IDPs in a country, it's like the government has failed. You know, a country stays, government, they change, they that go. That is true. Like, that is true. Yeah, so I can say the uh, the current government of South Sudan has failed to protect the citizens. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. That feels very strong. I, I don't know. It, I ju- it just felt very it's strong. It's also kind of <laughs> emotional, you know. Like yeah, it is. It is. It's affect us all. It is. It's like, you know, sometimes I, I feel like, uh, just like you said, it's, you know, government related. I, sometimes, you know, I'm just like on my phone scrolling and then I see the videos of, you know, like the homeless kids and like these people, they don't have water, they don't have food and like they, they barely have clothes and then I'm just like, what is going on? Like, what are these people really doing? Because you can see some people really like living their lavish life and of course they are like, you know, having people in within the government. Yeah, and actually in South Sudan, you know, I can, uh, you know, uh, to the government officials outside there, don't look for me. But you know, <laughs> yeah, they live their uh, lavish life in expense of the poor, like That's in true. expense of the South Sudanese that in general. That is very true. Yeah, most of them, you know, the families aren't there with them in South Sudan. Yeah, but uh, let's talk about the IDPs now. Well, personally, to be honest, let me let me just tell you the truth. You know me, I haven't lived in South Sudan for as long as I would say that I know like so much information. But guys, um, let us know what you think about the IDPs, you know, back home. Or like, even if you're like not from South Sudan, like just let us know what you think is the main cause of like, you know, having IDPs within like the country. So personally, like I haven't stayed in South Sudan for that long. So I really don't know that much. So I think you're going to kind of educate me today. (laughs) <laughs> that's if you, that's if you really have no problems. I think you're gonna kind of educate me. Ah, today, it's so. okay. You know, we are sharing ideas. Also, yeah. guys, let's hear from you on the comment section there below. Yeah, uh, what you think about IDPs and the challenges that they f- face. Uh, actually, we are going to talk about the challenges that uh, IDPs faces every day. Yeah. 
they're not like refugees. You know, refugees are people who cross the border of that country. They're escaping from. So IDPs, they face a lot of challenges. Yeah, with, uh, within that, that country that they're in. Yeah, let's talk about the IDPs of South Sudan. Yeah, South Sudan, you know, is a is a how do you say is the youngest country? It is youngest state in the world. It is on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah it and is. Uh, unfortunately, it went into chaos, conflict, and yeah. I, I feel like up to now, you know, like uh, even after like the peace agreement being signed, like things don't even like seem right still like as everyone like expected because you know when it was being signed people were like yeah everything is going to be right you know people are going to have like people are going to have equality let me if i can put it that way like you know giving food like distributing food like the hungry people like the the, the misplaced people because like there was this story I had some time back, though it wasn't verified, so I wasn't really like so sure. Like there was a family, like they chased them from like their own land. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, like the the people, like they were the owner of that land. Like they had a house there, they were staying there, and they were misplaced. And of course, from there, well, what know, like do, do they were misplaced by what? Actually, I, I, like that's what I was saying. It wasn't verified, so I wasn't like really so sure. Okay. You know, like. Things just happen randomly sometimes, yeah, you and you really can't even know the cause. And if it wasn't like taken into serious matters, you can't really know the actual cause of that thing, especially when you're staying in a different country. So, um, I'm in Kenya, and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you didn't experience a lot. Exactly. Yeah. So I couldn't tell. And then, like after them being misplaced, their place was being taken, and the land was being used for something else. So, uh, to my own understanding, I was like, why would that happen? Like, why would you take somebody's land? And like you know, you know they're not gonna be anywhere. Like they're gonna be sleeping on the streets. They're going to be exactly hungry. They don't have clothes to put on. Even if they live with their clothes, it's not like you know. Rain is sometimes it rains, though it doesn't rain every time in South Sudan. But when it rains, <laughs> it's crazy. Like yesterday. yeah, it's crazy in South Sudan especially. Yeah, like it would would take long to not to rain. But when it rains, like it would flood, and you know, like it creates a lot of chaos at some point so yeah so you know that's one of the causes yeah of any formation of idps what brought about idps you know when you displace a person yeah thanks to the united nations uh mission in south sudan unimis yeah, yeah. so uh, it was formed in 2011 when south sudan was like you know i don't know how these people predict but yeah it's good eh? but thanks to them they formed those camps yeah. Where they settle those homeless people now, yeah, the greedy ones who take over the lands of those people now, now those people don't have place to sit or mm -hmm. stay. Yeah, they go into the Unimis camps. Yeah, the United Nations provides provides for them food, yeah, shelter, clothes, and yeah, yeah those they provide. And then, uh, but they have challenges inside there. Inside the, the inside the camps those camps wherever they're staying. Yeah. Uh, for example, yeah, uh, personally, I have a family. Yeah. Uh, not my, like, like, I'm not saying a family that is my own, like. Yeah. Okay, but I can say, like, a family, you know, relatives and, yeah. Yeah, they face a lot. Like, sometimes when I talk to them, I ask them, is this person, is this kid in school? Mm. Yeah. The education system there, 
it's not that good yeah it's not actually great even the kids they drop out because they don't like they don't find it yeah fun exactly to be in school and the teachers there they are you know in sorts of that like <laughs> i can relate because I, I studied one oh you can't relate but yeah like uh for instance if you finish uh form your yeah, form four mm. yeah in south sudan you can be a teacher but that's also good it's a source of employment that yes. the united Nations is trying to provide yeah yeah but then uh literacy is so low yeah and then they also face um they lack uh accessibility to health care especially the ladies uh, you see when it comes to that uh end of the month eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so um, they have hard time like accessing those uh gadgets why are you saying gadgets just uh, well see <laughs> yeah you just just feel free <laughs> ah yeah those parts <laughs> yeah yeah they it's so hard for them yeah uh, i can tell like you know i talk to relatives there yeah so um, do you think like um in one way or another like the government or like Oh wait, like are there foundations actually that support, you know, those kind of girls? Because I have a friend, he's a Kenyan though, like he's he's a guy. So what what he usually does like, you know, he collects like a number of pads and then like cuz he knows like that those girls who are struggling. So like is there those kind of people Does she back connect home? like to South Sudan? Oh, no, like he he like Kenya. distributes that he's here, he like he distributes. Oh, them yeah, like okay. Places, so they like are but uh, not always. Oh. But those yeah, those organizations are just brought by the United Nations. So there is no one like, for example, like you, like yeah. Uh, there's no individual who oh, will yeah. say and like, oh. you know, in South Sudan actually for those people, yeah, they might be sponsors like that, but uh, you know, the failure of the country to develop in terms of uh, infrastructure, it's hard mm. to transport those items. Yeah. Ah, for yeah. instance, let's say from Juba, yeah, to maybe Bentiu. Mm. Yeah, there was time I was traveling from Bentiu to Juba. That was in 2012. It was so hard, man. Two days on the road. Like, okay, I wasn't using a were plane. Were you alone that time. or like? No, I was. When we were coming to yeah, East Africa, yeah, the roads are like so damaged. The yeah. car was stuck in the mud. We stayed there for like six hours. Yeah. That's a lot. Before we get help from maybe another um, motor coming by. Yeah. Yeah. So. You don't expect a person maybe to go there and no, we don't have airports many, but they are, but um, they're not developed. Yeah. Uh, a plane might crash anytime. That's true. Yeah. So a sponsor might not uh, transport those things easily. They get hard time to, like, even they give up. That is true. Like, giving up would be like yeah. number one option, actually, because due to all those things, it would be number one option, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the IDPs, uh, they fear for their lives outside there. there. There is insecurity in South Sudan. Yeah. I don't know, I should say rebels or, yeah, but uh, there is uh, this scenario whereby, okay, one of the communities in South Sudan mm. is attacking the other community. Okay, I will not actually say Dingo or Nuer. Uh, okay, let's go to real facts. Uh, there's a uh, this uh, group of I'm not saying the all all community but yeah. group of them yeah, yeah? they are armed they uh, they are murle yeah they attack both Dinka and Nuer yeah 
Is there like so, wait, like is there like a specific reason? Because like me, I feel like not I'm all of them. I'm lacking so Just much a, knowledge on South Sudan. A group of them. Yeah. They attack other communities, you know. Yeah. It's so hard for Nuer and Dingus to just like socialize freely in the environment, go outside. Yeah, they have to stay inside the camp. Mm. And uh, prolonging their stay in the camp, in the camps, yeah, give them more difficult times to access other things outside. So, like, just to there cut is you short, insecurity. Like, is there like a specific reason why, like, you know, like that group of people would like would, you know, attack other people or like just. Doing it yeah, there are specific reasons. Oh, okay. Cattle raiding, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's 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 a huge thing. It. Yeah, that's and like to acquire on. other properties, yeah, especially cattle raiding. You know, it has been one of the challenges that are facing South Sudanese communities there. Yeah, community clashes, especially in South Sudan, are brought about by uh, cattle raiding. Yeah. Yeah. There are many challenges that the IDPs faces. That cannot be exhausted all right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, quickly let's move on to to now the refugees here in Kenya. What 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 are those challenges that you know sometimes that really burn you? That makes you feel like you you makes you feel like why can't I be that person to help them? Like what you know like because <laughs> sometimes in life you feel like someone is facing a challenge and then. You're like, I wish I was, you know, in somebody's shoe to help them or like makes you give, it gives you that feeling of wanting to help someone really bad. Like what, what challenges, like maybe two, three challenges. Then we can like wrap uh, up. The refugees in Kenya, actually, yeah, they, they, they have uh, numerous challenges that cannot be exhausted on also. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of challenges that they face. Yeah. Uh, first thing there is, a, uh, okay, personally, I've not been to refugee camps. Yeah, in Kenya. Yeah. But uh, as we are talking now mm. at home, I have uh, there are some boys who came that my we are related. Yeah. That are uh, in the house there. They tell me about the challenges that they always face there. Mm. Yeah. For instance, uh, community clash. You know, in Kakuma refugee camp. Kakuma is like the biggest refugee camp, right? Or like yeah, okay. I think so. And maybe the DAP, I, I, I don't know the comparison. Yeah. But, uh, there are a lot of different, uh, let's not say tribes, but communities here. Yeah? yeah, from Congo, Rwanda, Uganda, South Sudan, Somalia, Ethiopia. Okay. Yeah. okay. You'll, fi- you'll find uh, Congolese communities that are refugees there. Maybe they have a little misunderstanding with the South Sudanese refugees. Yeah. yeah. A clash comes out. Do those like clashes? Do they yeah, like they, they bring like a lot of um, destructions, like home destructions. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe loss of lives also. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So it's like more of like l- lack of security and like, you know, lack of safety. More, more, more. Like mm. the the community clashes, like is it like a result of like I don't oh know. Oh, it's a result it. of maybe a misunderstanding between okay. you know there. Okay, especially in South Sudan, you remember. Okay, like you also experience it, not only in s- inside South Sudan, but uh, South Sudanese who are outside. Yeah, they are. They are so like there's this brotherhood they have. Mm. Yeah, when you touch one of them, 
when you touch a South Sudanese, yeah. others, yeah, you get it? Like, if you are a Congolese now, you touch a South Sudanese, all of them will come. So it's like, yeah, then me, now the Congolese, yeah, the Congolese will say, you've touched us, they fight. Sheesh. Just a misunderstanding. Yeah, you saw that thing can be prevented. You know, they are under the care of the United Nations and mm. Kenyan government. If Kenyan government uh, restore what? Like, um, deploy more uh, security personnel. Yeah. Yeah. Those clashes could be like reduced or maybe eliminated, maybe. But, uh, you know, conflict can, ne- can never be eliminated, but can be reduced. That's true. Conflict is always inevitable. So, like, from what you've said, it feels like there is, like, you know, because. In most of the places, like, there are unity um, committees. So it feels like, from what you've said, like, they don't have, like, lots of, like, unity committees, you know, like, that can bring up measures to, like, you know, promote that kind of unity. Though people are from different nationalities, like, they're from different places, like, you know, to bring them together and, like, prevent the community clashes. I don't know. It just feels like they don't have enough Mm, of that, which I feel I don't think they have enough of that, but, uh, you know, the... the United Nations is also is also trying. Like yeah. they bring different communities, like in terms of uh, sports. Yeah, you'll find South Sudanese playing Congolese. Oh, that's, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's 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 one thing that they are trying at least. Yeah, mm, okay. there they also face like other challenges, like you know, uh, what I said before, like uh, the education system, mm. healthcare, they are not well improved. Yeah. Yeah. There's also corruption. Corruption? Yes. Like when you say corruption, corruption. I mean corruption. corruption. From (laughs) the personnel deployed by either the United Nations or the Kenyan government. Oh, okay. There's a lot of corruption. Yeah. Okay. You Uh, know what corruptions bring always? A lot of chaos. Everywhere. Misunderstanding. Corruption, of course, leads to chaos. And it just leads to, you know, deeper and deeper, deeper stuff, which I yeah. think we shouldn't really get into. <laughs> but yeah, um, guys, I, okay, I, I pretty much hope you've learned so much from him, from us, that I didn't contribute <laughs> enough. But yeah, like, personally, I have learned, because, like, there's some things I didn't even know, but I have learned from what he said. And yeah, just, of course, don't forget to, like, give us your views and what you think about, you know, like, IDPs and refugees in Kenya or, like, everywhere, like, from wherever you're staying and wherever you're viewing this from. So yeah, um, thank you so much for taking your time to come yeah. here. Uh, I appreciate it and thank you so much for inviting me over. Right, I hope a great show. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I hope like maybe next time, you know, when we go like, you know, when we get bigger, we could like maybe again have another session. Yeah. So yeah, guys, um, that's it for this episode. You'll better stay tuned for the next one. Of course, I'm your host, Nidal Golda and...